Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Introducing the Dunkin' Run, a dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee? You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Hey, I'd like to welcome you into the On My Block podcast, Green Bay Packers podcast with your host, myself, Amon Green, and my good friend and teammate, Mike Wall. Man, Mike, how you doing? Hey, happy holidays, buddy. Good to be here. Yeah, same to you. Happy holidays. I know you probably had uh, better better weather than us up here. We were actually 40 and clear that day. How was it in uh, down in Texas? Yeah, it's perspective, though. So everybody, True. we're from, like, we're from, uh, I grew up when you get five, six feet of snow every winter. So now right. it's like, I think it was 75 degrees over the weekend. I'm like, man, it's just, I'm sweating. We're outside in the park playing. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Everyone's wearing sweats for no reason. But that was <laughs> nice, nice down here, man. I can't complain. Yep, yep. Like I said, on our day, on uh, Christmas Day, Saturday, it was uh, 40 and clear, actually. So it was actually a very nice day. But now we probably got like almost six inches of snow today. It snowed overnight from Saturday to Sunday. So we in the mid upper Midwest. So we got these Packers and we have these Browns. Packers squeeze it out with a victory at home, um, 24 to 22 here. So let's get into it right away of, of what we saw and um, dissecting the game and you know, I'll start off everything just seeing the um, I say, say Packers, what you got on there? Oh, nice. I like it. Say Packers win again, but we did, but did we see some cracks in the armor? Uh, some definitely. I'll say a few cracks, and I would say it's uh, in little in, in little spaces that you need to take care of now. You know, obviously, fundamentals of uh, you know, playing certain coverages. Um, I'm just I'm with you. I mean, send the you're gonna we're gonna talk about it too. Is uh the whole kind of backing off, and I was like, is 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 it thing like they don't want to get beat over top, and you know what's the philosophy behind being off coverage to some of the best uh wide receivers that are on the Cleveland Browns, and that's it for the teams that are coming up on the on the slate. Is is this the coverage where they they're they're basically trying to make it a pass rush? You know, thing where the you know Kenny Clark is getting in there, Rashad, Rashad Garrity's doing a good job, but are they laying that pressure and or not that pressure, just that workload 
on the, yeah. the D line to cause problems with every quarterback that's going to throw from their spot by standing at off coverage where you got to really, you know, be precise with your throws when you throw it into the defensive backfield for the Packers. Yeah, for sure. I think it starts to even look back. You know, I was trying to think why we started doing this. It's been a trend across the entire National Football League to play mm -hmm. shell coverage. You hear it on every on every game. If someone's playing shell coverage, you're basically saying, especially with a guy like Baker Mayfield at mm -hmm. this stage in his career, you're going, hey, man, you're not going to run 12, 15 plays in a row without screwing up. And right. And it, it, it proves to be true. But you think about week one and you remember Kevin King was getting beat. Yeah on the line of scrimmage playing press coverage, right? playing press man, getting beat a lot, right? And ever since then, I know we had – and some other guys too. He just stands up in my mind, I think. Right, right. It was – Right, uh, and so yeah, and since then – Yeah, guys. since and, and since then we've been playing this two-shell. And the reason that you can play that cover – the only way you can play a consistent two-shell mm -hmm. is if you are – one, your safeties can tackle, and two, yes. you can get home with four, right? And yes. usually we can get home with four – and I know we had five sacks this game, but let's, I mean, let's be realistic. Like Baker accounts for a lot of those sacks yep. himself. And he's injured. And he's a little beat yeah, up. Yeah. And he's injured. There's like, I, I'm not like, listen, we've all played injured, man. It, it's, it's, it's a bear, right? Yep. But the other thing is, I felt like this, this game exposed, and I guess the last couple of weeks kind of exposed some cracks with our defense that you're like, gosh, we're giving up a lot of points. And big gashes, big yards, yeah. Yeah, and our, and our safeties, like you finally found a team, like the offensive line of Cleveland Browns is decimated, but they still had Antonio and, and Wyatt Teller's, you know, arguably mm. best guard in the league. Yep. And they ran Solid. all over the field, right? They can pass block. And most importantly, like our, it shows that our safeties missed, we talked about last week, our safety savage, his angles are awful in tackling. And his coverage, and, and, he, and, he, and he, he struggled in coverage, too, this game as well. Yeah, so you, you just start going, like, man, there's a lot of stuff that we're covering up. But if you look the last couple games, there's, I think, four out of the last five games, they've dropped, like, over 25, 30 points on us. And it's it's more of a question of we're getting all these turnovers, so that's great. We have Aaron Rodgers, so that's great. But some of the luck runs out in the playoffs if you don't show up the stuff when you got to play a Tom Brady, you got to play a Matthew Stafford. Like, those guys are exactly. not gonna They're not going to deal with – they're going to deal with this in a, in a different way. So I think that's, I think that's kind of the thing to take away. This is one of those games where, like, again, you win the game, but you don't come out of it feeling great. Yeah, exactly. It's something I uh, I got for Christmas. I got a Bill Belichick book, uh, the book of Belichick, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it says in the first show. back here. I think. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> you got it. I'm pretty sure you got it. But but just just in the first couple of pages, it said that right there about is it a thing of concentration? or focus at the moment, you know? So are they focusing and concentrating enough instead of being like a days ago, because they know the play call, they know that the offensive score points, they know they're going to, they don't want to lay, you know, take that for granted that those plays are going to happen. Um, even though they got four gifts in Baker Mayfield, but it's from, you know, poor throwing technique, um, pressure in his face, but then communication between him and the wide receiver on some of them interception and obviously a potential uh, a PI call, that was that could have been on that first pick that Savage had up the middle. Yeah, the first, yeah, the first, the first and the left, right, bro? I mean, right. You think about yeah. it. You go through his four picks real quick. Yeah. Definitely exactly. PI on the first one. Listen, I'm a Packers fan, right? But if, I, I'm, if I'm a member of the Cleveland Browns organization, I'm calling the league office today and be like, those. I please request that those guys never ref my game again because that was some Ooh, of the nuts. worst calls I've ever seen, and it's Bad. consistently poor. And they were all in the pack. I mean, I listen. I know there's contact every game, but like Wyatt Teller didn't jump off sides. 
It was oh, he no, the, the first the, call. And you can see how mad he was. Oh, because it, it was, a, it was, it was the other call. guy next to it. Right. It was oh, and it's it was, momentum. It's like that's a yes. pivotal part of the game. And they just and they blow it again. And it, it, it just keeps coming up this year. But first pick, definite PI. Glad they didn't call it, but a definitely PI. All right. Rashawn Gary bull rushes, so he doesn't step into his throw. He yep. overthrows on the second pick. It's a high. The third pick. The third pick, they're running like they're running a scissors a concept. Scissor concept. I know exactly. But I'll bet you my I'll bet you bottom dollar that was a scissor stop on the outside because Jarvis puts his hand up. Right there's away. Only six yards, there's only six yards of width separating him from the well. inside scissors. So there's no way that like there's no way that route combination is is being run how it's supposed to be run. So then you start going, okay, well, that that might not be Baker's fault. And then the fourth one, he slingshots, he pulls jersey and slingshots in and, and takes the play. And listen, we exactly. love it, right? And you know, it, it goes down in the record book as four picks, but you're just like, I, I still don't feel great thinking that Tom Brady, 19 out of 20 times, is going to get the call in the first and the fourth one for sure, and he's definitely not throwing the second. Exactly. You know, as a coach, like you said, that's how we evaluate things. We like, was that is when the guy is open and he drops the ball, and you got and now it's incomplete, does that still go against you? And then be like, yes, he was wide open. He shouldn't have been wide open, especially if it's man to man or certain coverages where you know zone where you could cheat the zone like a cover too hard. You could do that. So this just still it's still being conscious of, like I said, not taking those things for granted, the coverage technique and playing it properly, or even playing a little tighter, you know, from a defensive coordinator making those playing calls because the defensive backs are only going to do what the play call is. Now if they're sitting in, you know, off um, off man or off three, off two. Then you know that's where you're gonna see these uh, continued little chinks in the armor because come playoffs, like you said, they, I agree with you 100% with you got a, a higher quarter ca- a quarterback that then take advantage of that and then not make the mistakes that uh, Young Baker has made out there and was made out there last night. So yeah, that's uh, kind of the, that's kind of the second point, right? Like there's just yep. no comparison. I said between Rodgers and Baker Mayfield, but it's like Rodgers and everybody else. And- Yes, on, and TV, on that's about breaks, it. TV, that's yeah. about it. And, and, and on the day he breaks Brett's record, you just you just have to be in awe at his, like, touchdown-interception ratio for his career, but even, even for this yeah. year, like, the difference between him and everybody else is so significant. Yeah. And it just shows you the way that he processes information, the decisions that he makes, and the, even the way he passes the ball. There was a couple times where – they did a great job on the offensive line of, with Yasha um, over there against Miles Garrett, who was playing injured. But they gave him a ton of help, and you know, they, Aaron's getting the ball on, off, to, uh, getting the ball yeah. off on time. But even a couple of plays where he gets around the edge, his arm, his big arms going coming down. And if it's like if it's Baker Mayfield, he's got to extend his arm he back here. That's, it, yep. a sack, that's a strip sack fumble with exactly. Aaron. It's like bing ding, and the ball's he's gone, a- and there's nothing you can do about it. No. And it's just there's from from the way he processes information to the way he communicates in the huddle pre-snap every single thing this guy does is just so much better than everybody else right now it just you know, i i've never gushed about quarterbacks before in my life but like this guy is it's he's playing this unbelievable 11 he might not break like tom brady's passing records or anything right. this year but like this is the most impressive quarterback play that from my dollar i've ever seen in my life yeah i 100 percent agree and, you know i'm looking at the accuracy when he's throwing these balls in the last two weeks of games and the uh, ball placement, you know, the, the one he sneaks into Alan Lazard on the one handed one. I mean, they're, they're battling all down the field and just from the, it's just, that's just muscle memory of them throwing those deep balls into the trash cans where you know where to drop it in. And that's the drill that we see quarterbacks do. 
they do that corner throw into the corner of the um, left and right end zone. Then also they do that trash can throw. So basically try to land the ball in the trash can. But if you get close as possible, that is where your deep ball is going to hit your receiver. And that's what he's done. He's just taking those fundamental things and made them exceptional. And because that's when you do it over and over again, I always refer to muscle memory things like Stephon Curry when he's doing his dribble drills pregame. That is stuff he's been doing since he was six years old. His dad showed him back when they were in North Carolina when he was with the Horn. So it's just muscle memory now perfected to when you throw certain balls, especially, uh, you know, for us, you know, for yourself as a lineman, you know, come out the stands, you know, boom, boom, boom. If it's a run play block, you know how to get to that block right away. And you make it efficient. You start taking away, like you said, with Baker's throw, you know, where he has to really sling up and then get it out there. But as a quarterback, he is, which I love. Like I said, he starts doing these little quick throws that are able to, you know, one, he has to get out, get it ball out quicker because he has to, to uh, the fractured toe right now. And he's still playing with that. But so that he's, he still understands how to throw the ball where the ball is not going to this, you know, go out, basically go crazy out of his hand to his uh, to receiver where it's not a tip ball or an interception. Yeah, it's he's, he's amazing. And, you know, to the point you made earlier about about um, kind of what I just like to call automated technique. Right. So you want to, are you automate, you want to automate all your techniques. You want to create habits, which are just nothing more than like automatic physical processes. Right. It's the same thing as technique is in the same way that he is dropping the ball in the bucket, the same way that he immediately recognizes zero coverage on that touchdown with Devontae Adams. What are you thinking running zero coverage if you're a Browns coach? Like, are you serious running zero coverage with, with a rookie on Devontae Adams? It's gotta be like, up. I guess we're just giving yeah. points right that, now. That right? rookie so, gave up. He threw his hand palms up. He was like, all right, all right yeah, what's like, going yeah. on? He's like, what are you yeah, doing? What I mean, you got me doing just here? asinine. Like you just yeah. – what? but to your point, now you look at what Rogers does and the way he goes about his business and, and the accuracy mm-hmm. and, the, and the precision and the time that it must take. You go to Devontae Adams. And really you go to Devontae Adams, but you can also go to Antonio Freeman and Donald Driver and, yes. and, and, and Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson. You go to all the, the guys who have been number ones here – when Brett and Aaron played and the time that they had to spend away from Green Bay, mm-hmm. honing their craft, being a technician so they could automate all the footwork, the late hands, the eyes, so they yep. can play, they can play, they can just read external environment and react, right? Create action. They don't need yeah. to worry about that. And now you look over to the other side where you were talking about with tackling. And if that <laughs> is not like, if you're tra- if I'm watching Savage and Savage is tracking the wrong hip, automatically right yeah we could go into like whole brain function and how myelin all that oh we could do it yes but but bottom line you have a bad habit and if you don't spend that time creating a better habit then when it hits the fan and you have anxiety you're going to default to that bad habit every time and that's what kind of as as athletes i think makes us nervous right right it does you know because we basically know we gotta this is our job we gotta do it and just perfecting those little things, like I mentioned, starting back with uh, Stephon Curry. And uh, I say, I say, looking at the run game, and I say that complemented real well today. We starting to see now from the overhaul, overall offense and defense of sort of this is going to be us in the next month. You're seeing the run game come into play, even though you know on the flip side of the ball, you got a Pro Bowl running back they have to stop in a uh, uh, Chubb, and he came in this game. <laughs> trucking i mean i was i didn't know i mean i knew he was a pro bowl ballot but i'm just like right right now this is this is a guy that they don't they don't take a care you know take care of as a run defense which they they basically basically did this i say in the end you know we're gonna let chubb eat we're gonna shut we're gonna mess him we're gonna just shut down baker because right now we can't stop 
uh, Chubb, and they didn't stop. He had close to 200 yards total offense by himself. So create the issues, which they did, and some of it self-inflicted for the Browns with Baker Mayfield and his gameplay, <clears throat> you know, going on uh, in, uh, throughout the game, I'll say pretty much. Yeah, it's like the philosophy works until it doesn't, though, right? Yep. And you, you keep you keep up there, and we'll get into a little bit of trench warfare. But, you know, Chubb's been one of the, the, the top two or three running backs in the league for the last three years. They have they have when they're healthy they have the best offensive line in the league. Yes, uh, I've seen that. Well I'm watching that game, kind of. They're the like most well coached offensive line in the league. Their schemes are the, are, the, are the best. Kind of when you build. So for fans out there, there's a there's a there's a huge difference between a coaching staff that builds out plays based on a, on a single concept, mm-hmm. and then there's coaches who are just like, let's throw everything against the dartboard. We're gonna have. 14, 14 different formations with 27 different plays and blah, 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 blah. Right. And they don't really infuse together. The, Browns, the Packers do this to, to some extent, too. They'll run like, you, you know, they'll run a play action off of some of their better plays. Yep. What the Cleveland Browns do that helps their develop their entire unit is that Callahan, their, their coach, when they, their line coach, when they mm-hmm. run like their outside trap game play, that they just killed us. Yeah, all. so I, oh, I saw it was okay. it was lovely. When they it, run it that, brought me back to you and I running up the field. Yeah, running exactly. that power. And they run that. Then they run the keep pass off of it. Then they yep. run the reverse off of it. Then they run the fake with the dive off of it. Like they have. And so what happens is the offensive line and the running backs are running the exact same patterns that we just talked about over and over and over again. So it's like you're always getting free reps, and yep. that's where these guys. You know, when you talk about okay, when's the time to develop? Well, if you build out concepts, then you have time to develop. We do it a little bit too. I think like LaFleur and his, his staff have done a good job of that. But yeah. it's just you just saw the mastery, I think, of of what a like a really high powered offensive line and scheme, running scheme with a great mm-hmm. running back is is gonna do for a team like that. Yeah, this is probably the most I've seen Chubb and even uh uh the Ernest, um the sec the, his backup. Yeah, he had a good he, game. He, they are a good change of pace. Even his backup, the Ernest had around 58 yards rushing on seven carries. That's a good They didn't have right Kareem Hunt, bro. I mean, imagine. Right. Kareem and, and Kareem, is, right, he's out with the calf. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so, so to your to what your, to your comments, Mike, um, like I say, seeing that power come around the wing, seeing the guard and the tackle actually moving in space, and and then Chubb actually riding their butt, putting their hand around the hips, and rock, looking like a running back is following his guys. It's, it's just, it was something that I'm like, ooh. I was like, take note of that. You know, if I'm an offensive coordinator – on a playoff team that I know I'm going to be facing the Packers here in Lambeau come uh, next in the next two weeks, I'm putting that on my list and say, okay, they're struggling with the power run that actually got to the edge and around the corner, you know, mark that in your brain. So you just got to make sure from a Packers side point of view that you know how to, you know, in that play, kill it, get that penetration up first before you let those guys get around the corner. And so I say, let's go ahead into Trench warfare now to do it. Mike's Mike's part. Part and point of view of basically breaking it down from the O line in the trenches. I saw one thing real quick, Mike, before you get into your stuff. Aaron Jones took one for the team. He stepped. He stepped up in the A gap. That's right. Yeah, and he was a tumbleweed after that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I said, but I loved it. I loved. It. I was like, that's what I've been there several times. I've said this on the show. I remember one. The one I distinctly remember is being in the Metrodome, being playing against the Vikings, who the Packers have next week. And they have those two sixty linebackers, and I remember getting hit and looking at the roof, and all I could hear is Donald, you know, the the crowd cheering or booing because Donald just scored on one of Brett's slant routes. But I knew in the back of my head I had to take one for the team to get that slant route off. 
bro. Dude, so, was it EJ Henderson? EJ Henderson could lay the, the, the hand. Yes. Oh, was, yeah, I think it was, was EJ. He, he was about that life for sure, man. He wanted all that. Exactly. I, I'll tell you what, AJ, I've never – I don't think – I mean, we saw a lot of junior varsity. Like, the, 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 the Ravens are playing junior varsity football right now. But I don't think I've ever watched a game where you have – I think – I want to say nine out of ten guys – aren't starters at that position. Like Wyatt Teller, they're pro, they're all pro, all everything guard. You're talking about the the only guy who was in position. Betonio was playing left tackle. Right. And then we can argue if, you know, John Running Jr. might be a starter when everybody comes back. But right now we don't have anybody who's a starter. I've never seen anything like this in the NFL before. And then you see the performances that they're having out there from an efficiency standpoint. And again, Rodgers is playing at a really high level, so I think our offensive line, you know, probably had what they would consider an average game. But again, we've got some. We've just got a guy who's special, right? You know, the Browns. It just it it was kind of one of those games for me because I'm an offensive lineman and and I love the trench stuff. Yeah, I was like, man, this this shows you what a really good like a team that can draft and develop talent and a really good coaching staff does for an for like an offensive line and a running mm-hmm. game and like a system because. Yes. They are the the Browns are the absolute best in the business, and whether it was they were pulling out and trapping our our, our wide nine, which which yep. by the way for for fans at home, we run Stand we run a lot of bear nine. look. Right. Yeah, we run a lot of bear look with our or with our down defensive line, and we got two stand up ends running outside on those wide nines. So like if we bring a tight a tight end who stand up or a wide receiver who stand up, they'll oftentimes go outside wide. Well, what that did was it made it really easy for us to for the Browns to down block our guys on the defensive mm-hmm. tackle position. And then when they kick out, we didn't have a really good answer for how to play that kickout block. They didn't, sometimes they'd go upfield, trouble to run underneath. Sometimes they'd run yep. shoulder. He'd run over the top. We didn't really have a great answer for it as the game wore on. And that's why you see really good teams being so successful, but they also could run on us inside because when you have a Wyatt Teller, when you have a Joe Antonio, Kenny Clark is all of a sudden not Kenny as much of Kenny Clark as he is against everybody else because you have that kind of talent now. Right, and he's getting double teamed basically downhill. He's getting double. So they run the double doubles and they're running up yep. to linebackers. It's not that hard because we run six, you know, a six in the box game. It always surprises me when, by the way, Kenny Clark making the Pro Bowl. Shout out, dude! That was yep. that was awesome. Well, well deserved. Right, great work. Yeah, put work. Great but work. But it's. It's nuts when you got a guy that level and you see like Wyatt Teller is the only starter on their line. He's also probably their best player. Like, why don't you put Kenny on the other side? What are you doing? Like, yes. just go put him against the backup, man. Like, why would you waste? It's like you're wasting you're wasting free reps against a, a backup player. I, the other guy was good too, but he's not certainly not Wyatt Teller. Yeah, and that's the matchup um, comparison that you're talking or matchup thing that happens in sports. It's like, okay, I see. I mean, I even do this on Madden where I almost shift my D line over. I, if I'm playing with the Ravens, I got Calais Campbell. And I know that guard is the weakest guard. <laughs> I'm gonna shift my old my, my yeah. three technique and my five technique over a gap just to make sure they have that head on matchup that is going to be most likely a win for my uh, Pro Bowl three technique. So yeah, you got to those are little details that you see that you I say you got to adjust as coaching, um, you know. Uh, getting into every game so you know yeah. so you got cleveland uh not cleveland yeah cleveland build or yeah cleveland building out concepts is something yeah, that great teams use you know to get their talent to actually be able to go out there and execute yeah you you, you got to know the, the situation you in and a, a great team goes in and says okay we can we see things on film we can attack them this way and like for example they probably saw that 
we're going to get in that bear look. We'll go to our, our stand-up guys. That's an easy kick out. They don't really know how to play that. And we don't block, we don't tackle well in the alley with our safeties. Like when you're seeing this all happen, it kind of makes sense retroactively. Right. Um, and then six in the box, two shell. And plus, you know, I think we're just lucky, honestly, that for the Cleveland Browns, for Stefanski, for whatever reason, the last couple of games, they've been trying to have Baker throw the ball, even though he's injured. And so I think <laughs> yeah. it was like a two, it was like a two to one ratio of pass to run in the first half. I mean, if they would have done that the whole game, who knows what it would, you know, what would have happened. But yeah, flip, flipping to the other side of the ball, we did get five sacks, right. and we can talk about five sacks for us interceptions. Yeah, we, yeah. but the pressure equal the pick on the on the second play of the second yeah. one that Gary got pressure on, and and Dean Lowry gets into the mix. Preston Smith, I think, made like eight hundred fifty grand on one of those sacks because it was like his eighth sack of the year. So oh, nice to him. Yeah, well deserved. Yeah. That's, those are awesome yep. when you hear Shout those out. kind of stats because yep. dude, he's had a really good year, and eight he sacks seems like a good, like a solid, not extravagant number, but like the way he's played in the run game, it's efficient. He's, he's been, yeah, he's and he's been awesome. So. I see it's again like another thing between like Baker and Rogers or like Baker's under center five step drop or even when he's when he's taking shotgun, he gets back seven yards deep. So all of a sudden it's a traditional like cut pocket. They can collapse it like mm-hmm. all these things. It's just so interesting to watch that part of the game. Right. Yeah. Um, I see. You see, Gary, I would I would love to get in the, the Packers building and just show Rashawn Gary all his pressures and all his sacks this year. Right. right? And say Photocopies. how many of these. Did you get by the guy with speed versus how many of these did you get to an edge or, or stiff arm and come underneath? Right. I guarantee you if he has, let's say he has 30 sacks and, and pressures total over the course of the season, I would bet 90% of them are he breaks an edge or he stabs and goes inside. I would, I mean, every play right. he made this, this, this weekend was the same thing. It's like, we don't need to speed rush. <laughs> like, you the speed rush. Like, go power, power, collapse, collapse, collapse. Like, you want those guys to feel that pressure and that presence, not necessarily just trying to always get around the guy and, and hit the ball back, you know, coming from behind. Yeah, yeah, it's something to have basically more tools in the toolbox. I remember when I came back to finish up my last year here in uh, 2009, that's when uh, I believe Clay Matthew was a, was a rookie. And I remember watching him that first two weeks I was back. I watched, I was sitting there watching him and watching his move. And he was similar, a little similar to Gary, where he wanted to bull rush all day and then maybe do a quick spin off of it. Then I, I and then I kind of pulled him to the side one time and said, Is that, is that all you're going to do? I'm like, Right now, yeah, you're shocking people. You got the youth and you're going to, um, you know, run past a lot of tackles in the league. Micah Parsons. <laughs> right. Okay. And so I, but I'm like that, but that time will eventually be over the speeds element, but you'll still have your technique that you can master. I said, start mixing it up a lot more though. I think at that time I said, throw another two more moves in there that you could build off the other two that you already got really good. And I believe, you know, he, uh, that young man took the information and I mean, and he just, you know, had a great rookie year. But yeah, something, yeah, you got to make for the hand-to-hand compact stuff or stuff I occasionally do from a game, probably 10% of the game. And But something that's 100% in your your neck of the woods is, is that technique and then knowing and understanding basically where the foot, your feet, feet work got to go off the guy's pressure, off his rush, and then also don't panic. Just uh, be in the position. As long as you know your technique, you're good to go. So. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. if you look at if you look at our offensive line, and again, we're just missing so many guys. And and I, every week you say what a great job Stanovich is doing, putting these guys together, and what a good job they're doing at the individual of of, of, right. of preparing to play, right? Because, gosh, it, it just seems like every week we we still dropping thirty points every game, you know, right right around thirty points. And 
what we've done really well all year, we talked about it. You can get double team movement. Like our center mm-hmm. and our two guards yeah. or our guard and our, and our tackle can get double team movement. So when we get into kind of a, you know, an 11 personnel situation and they want to go six in the box, we don't even necessarily get – we don't do a great job of getting off on the back, but we're getting mm-hmm. such good movement that we're picking and choosing our spots. But what I thought was interesting this week, and you can probably talk on this more, AG, is this was the first game that I really saw like, okay – we're going to run Aaron Jones on that outside outside play where we, we have a puller, right? Mm-hmm. Or yep. or we're, lead, or we're leading with, like, Lazard. By the way, shout out to uh, Lazard, man. Dude, Lazard blocked, like, Miles Garrett, like, four or five times in that game. I mean, right. just – I've never even seen a receiver even try to do that. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a bona fide stud, man. But we're going yep. outside there. And then down – and then all A.J. Dillon stuff is just, hey, remember going downhill with you? I'm going to put your shoulder pads down. We're just going to roll with it. I know they mixed it up a little bit, but generally speaking, like I just saw like two distinct, we're going to attack out here. And we're going to attack in here with Dylan. I thought that was, that was kind of what everybody expected, but we haven't really seen it to that, mm-hmm. to that, um, from that standpoint, at least uh, to this part of the season. Yeah. I mean, and Aaron Jones, I know on a couple of the quick toss plays where he, he got one where he made a quick move, he picked up like 20 something yards and they did it yeah. later. Early play the third, third yeah, quarter, and then later in that after that drive, either that same drive later or the next drive after that, they did it again. So they got to get in this rhythm of that because you know coming to the playoff push or I mean not push, but once you get the playoffs here, you want that those type of plays like that to be automatic, where they happen efficiently from the blocking to the running to the running back knowing where his guys are going to be in the flow of the play. So then you're not really. Um, thinking about it and then you get the same results that you hear now and, and have that part of the your play game plan because you know that all these teams want to want are going to throw the ball because they all got you know quarterbacks that get do that but if that run game isn't not firing efficiently but I believe right now what the Packers been doing you know getting AJ in getting Aaron you know in his place to make sure they have that balance they, they I say combined with him and, and with them two and Aaron they had a little bit over 100 yards as a team um, rushing the ball but still to have a one-two punch, or if it was just one, you know, if it was just AJ or Aaron Jones, either one, as long as they're consistently doing it, keeping that defense honest, you know, knowing that they get hurt with the pass or the run game in terms of, you know, converting third and shorts and or fourth and shorts, as we know, they did this. There, a lot of teams been doing it, and the Packers did it a few times in this game. Yeah, well. for sure. You know, AG, you remember back in the day when you're trying to kind of figure out what kind of player you want to be, what techniques you want to use, what works against other athletes. Mm-hmm. You start watching film on other players. We call it teach tape. We might just call it, you know, player review or whatever. And yeah. if I'm a, if I'm a Green Bay Packers young offensive lineman, you know, it's kind of tough to watch Bakhtiari, although he's from, you know, my money, he's one of the, you know, not, one of the best, if not the best in the league. Yeah. Cause but he makes he's look easy. a little bit different stance and set set and everything. So it's kind of yeah, tough to Cause replicate. he's tall. Yeah, right. He's tall. But, but if, but if I'm a guy who just wants to go watch teach tape, if I'm a, if I'm a JRJ, if I'm if I'm a Yash, if I'm a a, a Myers or or, or a, a Royce Newman, I'm over watching Mercedes Lewis, right? Yep. And then I'm watching I'm watching the Cleveland Browns because the Cleveland Browns, from a technical standpoint, now they've got Bill Callahan and one of my yeah, good yeah. friends Scott Peters, who's a master technician. Oh, I know Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, so yeah, Scott is a master technician. He and they've got feet hands, understanding leverage, how to rework, always punching an extension. They've just got it figured out. And you can see the difference in like the, even their second team players, how well they do a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And just, it's, it's really good teach tape to watch. You know, I, I really like, I love the way John Ryan Jr. Is, is continuing to come off the ball. Um, I think that just yeah, pays dividends. Comfortable. I th- yeah. And, and of course we always talk about Patrick too. Like 
for his limitations, I love the way he, that he plays. I think that stuff pays off when, when it gets colder and we get in, into playoff time and, and hopefully yeah. everything goes through Lambeau. Um, and then the, the last thing we talk about probably is Miles Garrett is a premier defensive player in this league, pass rusher. Yes, he is. Everything, right? Yep. Now, I know he was injured yesterday. Yeah, a little beat up, a little ankle yeah, or knee and, or something. And, and we did a really good job game planning for him. Yes, you know, if you watch that game, we're sliding – Every single play that is a, a five-step drop, every single play that Aaron might hold the ball for a little bit, Yash has help chipping on the outside or chipping mm-hmm. out right off the line of scrimmage with a tight end or running back. And then the, he did single him up, but he only singled him up when it was like quick pass, three-step drop and go. And, you know, Aaron's three-step drop is one, two, three, yeah. ball's gone already. It's, it's gone, like right. Seven, five seconds is ridiculous. It's, it's very fast. And so it was confusing when we went super conservative at the end of the game because Braden came in. I think I think Matt might LaFleur might have said, you know, we, we went conservative because Ben Braden came in and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But the game plan really didn't need to change because, you know, no. uh, you – even if you're a turnstile, you're not getting to the Miles doesn't get into to, to Aaron Rodgers in that in his three step release right now. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. So um, that was one of those kind of head scratchers a little bit for me, just given the way that they had played up to that point. Like you trust the guy, trust your guy a little bit more, and also understand like John Ren Jr. Would like nothing more to put his helmet in Miles Garrett's ribs over and over and over again, right? So yeah. I yeah, they just did a great job, man. So hats off. Because sometimes you got to scheme yeah. for a guy. He's a guy you got to scheme for. Exactly. And uh, not not hearing his name called up a whole lot, you know, not him getting to a beat up Aaron because he is beat up. He's, you know, he's playing with that sore toe. Uh, got stepped on a few times by the guys being in, in their blocking position. It's just it happens. We know that always happens to the to the feetsies between the run game and the pass game guys out there. So so moving on to get off my line. Yep, my some, lawn. You got some non you got some sh- shabachery here. Debauchery. Oh, my gosh going on there's here so, honestly because of christmas center there's like so much i want to put on here so i, so right. I just try to condense it and, and it's funny because like who's going to watch the washington football team you know get beat 49 to 7 or whatever but i'm not me. This yeah so i woke up this morning, i turned the game off and i, I was like, like what when i saw 35 to 7 i'm like what's going yeah. on but you see this guy like these two these two former crimson tide alabama defensive tackles first round draft picks Teammates. Right, uh, Deron Payne, and then yep. uh, what's that guy's name? Jonathan Allen. Jonathan, Jonathan Allen, player in this yeah, really he's a He plays Rainbow the other guy. Five, like, two. I don't know if you saw exactly what happened, but Deron Payne, like, like tried to drill his finger into the dude's temple. Like, you're wrong. Like one of those right. things, but it was like this, and then he swung. I mean, no, I didn't. You see can't this. represent yourself worse than that situation. And I was just like, I was like, dude, you're on national television, yeah. game of the week. You pull, you're getting your head beat in. You pull that side. And then I started thinking about it like they've known each other for like seven years because they're yes, the college yes. together. Since it's like you think about how much, like how many opportunities you had to solve that problem in the last seven years. And you do it now. Oh, huh? and you do it now. Beautiful, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's not, that don't equal out. That don't look good on camera. So what's the no, next that's, one? That's, that's got to be, that's got to be like, uh, you know, Back Nick in the say, day, my dad would say they take guys behind the shed and you go fight, right? Or like right. I remember there was a great story. I can't remember the two guys' names. There's two defensive tackles. It was before I got to Seattle, but like two years before I got to Seattle, they're they're getting on it. They had a walkthrough, and they're right. getting on a bus to go play like a preseason game. And so everybody would get through the walkthrough, and these two guys are like, they're gonna fight, and they're just like, we're fighting. So they stayed out. This is back when they were in Kirkland. They stayed. Everyone yeah. went in the locker room, and they had their stuff ready, right? And they stayed out there and they squared off for like 45 minutes. 
are you and everyone's like literally on the bus everyone's on the bus like watching these two and i forgot who it was man but they're watching these two guys out finally like i think homer came out like honk the horn they're like get on the bus right <laughs> but it, i mean right. it happens just too bad what happens in public it does it does it happens it's, we're in that we're in that mode we're in that mode so uh, tell us about russell and what he what's not what's going yeah, on over so there i People probably have figured out by now that like I'm not a huge fan of all the uh, self promotion that that Russell Wilson's done over the last couple of years and worrying about right. his legacy and posting videos of him coming back early from a finger injury that the doctors told him to stay out longer and then playing like garbage and blaming it on the finger like like it don't make like, it don't make any sense right oh uh, so, no, and so they, there's not. obviously it's like there's obviously some problems between i'm a huge seahawks fan i got to play there my yeah, last year it's such a great organization and so well. when you see Pete carroll come in legion of boom is kind of running the show they have marshawn lynch they're winning a bunch and then everybody else kind of contracts leaves blah 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 and now russell wilson's the guy and he's like i want to i want to cook i want to let russ cook and i'm i can throw all these yards and i'm, I'm and they're not winning right and no. it's like wow the coaches i need this i need that it kind of it just rubs me the wrong way yeah. And so yesterday they're they're in this game, right? They lose to the Bears, which is hilarious in itself. Right. But then there's a there's a situation in the game. It's like third and something, and they're in field goal range. And he clearly the, the message is clearly like, okay, don't take a sack, throw the ball away, because then we can go up by 10 when we hit a, a, a chip shot field play. goal. I saw that. So play. he he scrambles around, takes a sack, they miss the field goal wide right. It's like a 58-yard field goal, makeable field goal, but he, but 13 yards further than it needed to be. Right. And Pete Carroll's after the game. He's like, yeah, you know, that's on me. I really got to communicate and have the coaching staff make sure they communicate to Russell. Like, he's got to get rid of that ball. We obviously can't do that, you know, have that kind of play. He's putting it on himself because that's who Pete Carroll is as a man and as a leader. Yeah. And Russell Wilson's over there, like, just throws it back into their face. He goes something to the effect of like, yeah, you know, we just make that play so many times. I just, you know, that's just what I do. And I have success doing it. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like it's, it was such, it's just such a right. bad luck when you're like, whatever are they three and 12 or they're, they're a terrible it's team. Four and year. 11. Or it's like, yeah, you, don't even, you, just don't, you just don't need it. Like you no. just don't see other people doing that, especially in the position and people love him and rightfully so. But you got to right. remember every time somebody's let Russ cook, like, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Like it's never worked. Everyone thinks like, Oh, he's great. He's great. You know, it's like, no, I don't know. I just, it really rubbed me the wrong way, man. It's crazy. Yeah, they are eliminated, by the way, and they're five and ten right now. Yeah, you're five and so ten. That's where they at right now. So, no, I, I'm with you too. I'm not into the whole, you know, social media blowing, you know, telling, oh, this is me, this is what I'm doing. See what I'm doing? Oh, look with me, look at me. No, no, I put it in for our podcast. I retweet your stuff. I share my business. I do stuff for recruiting. That's it. <laughs> you know, I'm not. A lot of times passed, right? Like, right, I, like. You so I one thing I really regret is because I used to work out like a like I, that was our whole thing. Me and my yeah, I me too. Was, I was like, with Brian Claridge. My yeah, we used to work out like crazy. Like these the workouts today are nothing compared to what we used to do. Yeah. I would love to have files of that so I could have passed that on to like either other people or my kids yeah. or whatever. But like that training, like the way that we used to go after it, I'd love to have those and post all that stuff because I just think it's cool because it's like a video library. But some, yeah, exactly. some of this stuff, it's like, man, just it's just we, a lot, man. There's just a lot you have to absorb in this in this. We world. were That's like, new, it's definitely new era. A new era. We were training like the, the like Spart like the Spartans. <laughs> that, I would, you, well, you, yeah, you we compare, did world's strongest you, man stuff. But we did you compared man. to it's the like, training today to our training. Yeah, we were like the the three hundred getting ready. <laughs> we were coming in hitting hammer, uh, sledgehammer. Oh yeah, 
whole whole different world um man speaking, but yeah speaking of a different world man, have you been i don't know if you've state. been watching this the tackling yes. that's going on in this league yes i've been watching oh yeah. i watched that every week now i just you know we talk about we could talk about it with our guys right yeah, in yes. that game in some in some instances yes but i watched with, uh, what's up I, I watched the Steelers. I watched the Steelers lowlights, I should say, yesterday. Yeah, Steelers, I watched I mean, that game. It's the Steelers, man. It's a steel curtain. And they're right? just it's, struggling. It's, it's Troy Palomalo. And they yes. still got guys, right? I mean, they still I, – I just – They got what? They, they look got, so uh, bad. Hayward, yeah. Cameron Hayward's a stud. But they look so – Byron Pringle. I didn't even know who the guy was. I had to look him up. A slot receiver. He looked like Barry <laughs> Sanders out there. Guys, I mean – Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't been a great tackler since he came to the league. He's a great player. He hasn't been, he just doesn't yeah. focus on it, right? Like he could yeah, be. He's got to focus he on the way. Kind of thing. Right. I've never seen guys miss so bad on a play that's not in a video game. Like it was awful. And it's the <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. Like there's just certain organizations you're like, it doesn't happen to. And it's it's like a it's like a damn pandemic in the National Football League right For now. For tackling. Like, why why can't we just go back to the basics? Like this is this is the whole. The team, you lose more games with poor technique than you win with good scheme. Yeah. And, right? And no, yep, exactly. That is 100% correct. And it's just, you know, coaching those fundamentals, especially going into a time now, everything is going to be more cost of, you know, cost costly if you do, don't do do it right. Come in, that's the playoff. It's more costly in the playoffs to not to have the fundamentals of blocking and where you're getting holding calls or tackling, breaking down, coming to balance. It's like that's the first thing I think of. I remember special teams coming down back in 98, 99, come to balance. So I could see the guy who I'm about to tackle and watch his hips and shoot. Yeah. It's just like a wrestler. You shoot for the open hip. And, and so guys, I think, are not being – just using that focus, that concentration, right, and kind of be like, oh, right, being, I'm just coming not, It's not – It's not. I'll tell you flat out, I, I've had coaches take me aside or say to right. side to me, I don't want to have to coach technique. I just want to get into scheme. Like yes. we're, on, we're on the practice I've, field. I've heard that. They yes. just don't want to coach it, whether they either don't know how, right, or they just think that the scheme's yeah. that much more important because it's harder. You know, it's like one of those things that's you, changes every week sometimes, right? For some of these teams, where the opponent changes every week. But 100%. I promise you, if you go watch a, a film, all the ESPN plays, it's rarely blown coverage, or it's yeah. rare. It's rarely like a play run to perfection. It's usually someone has made an outstanding play. Or someone or multiple people have missed a tackle, gotten mm-hmm. beat on a sack. Like it's always the same stuff, man. You know, it's just insane to me. Like there's a couple quarterback bad throw. We could talk about that technique as well, but maybe they made a bad read, right? right. Like yeah. um, who was it yesterday? God. Uh, oh, you know, the, the poor Lions are trying to win the game. The guy. Oh, Garrett Goff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't Goff. It was his backup. Oh, oh it was his, okay. it was his backup. I wasn't a golfer or whatever. I saw. The I think he got. I think zone. he got pulled. There was a guy at the end. There was a different guy, but he he just threw it right to the end. Falcons right at the at the end of the game. Right. There's those plays, right? But most of yep. the plays you win or lose because your technique's good or bad. It's the same thing. You don't spend more time on it, man. Yeah, and I, and I know that comment. I've heard coaches say, "Look, I just want to coach scheme. I don't want to coach." They should know technique by now. They should know things that you know they're they're, they're a pro now. So I'm like, I've definitely heard that comment there. So so what's up with this same day streaming? I'm trying okay, to so I, this is, I'm probably alone on this, but you know, no, I, miss I might going, be with you. I, I go, I miss you. going to the movie theater and sitting in the big thing, having oh, popcorn, that. and it's super loud, right? Yep. And so yeah. I, Matrix Resurrection or whatever it was, great movie was out, and so yep. yeah, it was, yeah, it was correct. a good movie, right? But yep. then I said we sat and we watched it at HBO Max, so watching it in the house, I watched it at home, right? 
yeah, watching it at home. And it was, and I like watching it at home and you know, homebody, whatever. But then I got done with the movie. I'm like, damn, that would have been so good in a big movie theater, like an IMAX or something. And they yeah. do these same day streamings. Now. I think like Scarlett Johansson sued Disney over the Black yeah. Widow same day streaming, Widow. right? There was a bunch of that stuff. Like, yeah. I, it was No Time to Die. I think it was same day streaming, the James Bond movie. Oh, the James Bond, what? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I just feel like, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like, I just feel like that's, it's just taken away from the movie experience a little bit. I got, I got to agree a little bit. It's just because you know the movie comes out, you see the preview, you're like, that's the movie I need to see at a theater. You know, take that whole experience in because of the special effects, sounds, and the picture. You can see that, and so it's worth that. I definitely hey, know. Have you ever been to one of those? Uh, so you know, I have like 3D, you know, water yeah. goggles. There. Yeah. So they have these like four. Have you ever seen like the 4D yep. chairs? I did it Dude. in uh, New York. It was Dude, at a theater. I, I, Listen, that doesn't make it. It's like going to shock you. They'll spray with water. Water. Looks like it, <laughs> or dirt on sand. For are you dirt serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, trying to watch a movie and you get shocked? It's crazy. I just, there's just certain things I'm just not willing to do. There was a movie called Matinee with John Goodman. Like, he had, like, a movie Matinee. theater. It was like, oh, okay. back in the day. Yeah. He used yeah. to, like, shock people when the scary movie parts came up and stuff. I was like, dude. I remember watching that movie when I was a kid. I was like, there's no way anybody's going to ever do that. And sure enough. Sure enough, it is. Yeah, the NFL. It was. Uh, I went to the NFL museum or something they had in times square and they not only they had the smell of grass the smell of water and oh, dirt and, and then they had water so when it was like they showed they went to lambeau field in one of the videos they showed uh they basically brought in water like you saw a little snowflakes come and hit you you got you feel a little mist of oh, water yeah? <laughs> and all that stuff so they Just, give you that yeah it's different they give me that whole they give me that whole experience so tell us also the pro bowl all man yeah, party players so you're all right in the so game? you playing the game now or what's up no so no here's the th- no i so here's the thing right you got the pro bowl all the things came out and everybody talks about the snubs and who deserved like i don't really care right it's always something yeah, and then that, that all madden thing came out on christmas day so i watched a little bit of that oh all then, madden remember, yes the documentary yes and then they yes. used to have the all madden team and how big a deal like that was a huge deal back in the day yeah, and, I, and i just you know as an aside i remember i remember just uh, on like Thanksgiving, we like we would say we go to Marco's house and we'd all be mm-hmm. so pissed because Madden would be there on, with, on the Dallas game and he would be just highlighting every damn Dallas lineman. And so they all get in the Pro Bowl. We'd be furious because, you know, it's like it's like if Madden gives you and they said it in the show, Nate Newton was like, if Madden likes you, you're in. And then like Lawrence Taylor was like, I didn't have to play great every game, but if Madden was commentating my game, oh, you better watch out because I needed to show up. The man loves you. You need to show up for him because he would right. show up for you. That's interesting so, how players caught up to that. <laughs> so so with that, I was like, you know what? For for our, you know, get off, you know, or uh, our On My Block podcast, we need to have block party players. Okay. We need to have a, a an end of the year block party players, right? So um, I want to do our inaugural and we're just going to pick one or two guys at each position. And we're not going to do first team and second team or anything. And I, these are just guys that I love to watch block, right? Right. And you tell me if, if if you got anybody else, we'll go ahead and add them. But this is just my initial first year block party players, starting with our favorite guy at tight end, Mercedes Lewis. Right. Honorable mention, George Kittle. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm 100 on on board with that. I've seen. Uh, what Mercedes done this whole season, and like you know, for all the seasons here, he's always done an outstanding job. And then working with you and seeing what you see as a blocker, 
pointing that stuff out to me too. Um, and then his leadership on top of that, what I've seen since he's been on staff. And I say honor mention Kettle for sure. He's been obviously playing through a lot of injuries upper body wise, but he still has the effort. He's going to do the dirty work and beyond that. And then catching balls downfield like he's done for his team in the last couple of weeks. So I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. Yeah. With that. Kittles. I love the way Kittle plays. He's just like, he literally, he's, he's, he's he is what his haircut tells you it's going to yeah. be. He's like, he's just a wild man. He's an absolute wild man. He's a stud. So yeah. interior guys, I just, I wanted to go one each position. And this is more along the lines of, the guys who just like I love to see the way they they love finishing blocks. Mm, so obviously yeah. big Q. I was actually gonna put Scherf in there, but I think it's hard to argue that, that Quentin Nelson is not the most dominant run blocker in the game, or you know, at least top two. Right. The way that he can finish consistently, he's just he's just a force of nature with his size and speed and strength. But the other guy is the guy we played this week, Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller for the last two years kind of came out of nowhere. And Does he, he tackle or a, guard for he's for the right guard? Cleveland. He is just a right dominating, okay. dominating player, man. He he extends, he gets you off of leverage, he runs yeah. his feet. He I just love the way that this guy plays, man. He just plays so calm. And then the last guy is a lot of people won't get this, but I think his first name is Ryan. Ryan Jensen is the is the center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a ginger yeah. kid, long hair. Yep. I think yeah, he's like a black a belt in judo or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I heard that conversation. Him and his Small sister. school guy. Yeah, small school guy. And he figured out early, like, if he wanted to make it as a small school player, he just had to be the meanest cuss on the on the film. And he had to finish, like, his coach in college was like, you got to finish through the whistle every play if you ever want to get noticed. And this dude is the most, like, <laughs> oh. he is the most difficult guy to play against, I think, right now in the National Football League because he's super skilled. And he finishes through the whistle. He's in the middle of every fight, every melee, yep. at the bottom of every pile. He's just that dude, man. I love – and they don't run the ball enough, but they're starting to his playoff time. But I just love the way that dude plays. Yes. He cleans out – what was it? Cleaning off the pile when that person that last – Yeah, he picks, he picks people – pile inspectors. Yeah, pile, pile inspectors, inspectors are the guys that are just kind of standing around the pile. That was, that was you. Right. That was you and Marco for us. We want to pick off the pile. We want to pick off, yeah, pick was, off the pile, guys. Exactly. That and was then, you and uh, Marco. <laughs> and then and then the last – well, so the best one actually, Flanagan, so funny story. So Mike Sherman okay. says to us one day, because the big thing was we need to pick you off the ground. Right. He was, he was explained to us. He'd come in, because you got to remember, like, you're, you're gold and we're the shovel, right? Right. So, I'm like, uh, so he, he's, like, he's like, hey, he came in one day and he's like, hey, listen, guys. And he was, I was always palms up. Like, hey, listen. Yeah. You guys got to pick – every time you pick a Mon Green off the off the ground, that's another, like, 10 yards for us. So every time he gets some of the run, I want you over there, pick him off the ground. And he goes okay. – and then he says – he says something that he never should have said to us. We're about oh, to play the San Diego Chargers. Oh, God. He says, I will pay for every single fine you have. And I want you – but if anybody's standing around that pile, you knock them off. So sure enough, we go play the San Diego Chargers, and we're I flying everywhere, right? I remember that and game. Flanagan, I'll never forget this, dude. I was on the ground. I don't know if I got <laughs> beat up or like I tried to cut somebody, but I remember looking up and you were running, and you were on the ground, and like another guy came over, and then Flanagan ran from like 15 yards away and like Superman, some dude, right over the pile, like like a launder, <laughs> like just went, right, just went right over the pile, knocked him. I just thought, well, that's good. Uh, you know, see, that's we, hilarious. Sherman just came in as like out of pocket. I don't care. That's what I love about Sherman, man. He is O line through and through. Yeah, but man, that's hilarious. Last two guys, so we got yes. now we got the tackle. So we talked about our tight ends. We went into the the guards and the centers, and then our tackles. The first guy is the easy Trent Williams. Trent Williams is the best lineman in the game. 
He mm-hmm. what he does to human bodies. Yeah, what he yep. does to human bodies isn't even fair. He's like 33 years old. He just signed like a monster contract. And yep. dude, What's he can play until he's 40. He's like a freak million? athlete. What's yeah. that? 100 million. I think it was 100 million or 90, something I, like that. Dude, they yeah, about. whatever he got, he's it worth up it. There. He's he's he got he, paid. He's an intimidator. He's like one of those, he's like a Larry Allen type where people like <sighs> start getting like a little throat. I got like, out of the flu. Yeah, you like chest. Oh, I'm a little sick this week. I don't feel so good. Maybe we might have to switch out a little more. I think that's a little labor. Humans. My labor, I'm yeah. a little loose. <laughs> he killed he kills souls. But the other guys right. might be a surprise. The left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, his name is oh. his name is Jordan Mailata, right? Okay. Now, this I think this is the he's six foot eight, like 365 pounds. Oh, gracious. I mean, he's an absolute unit. I think he's yes. a former rugby player. I think he's the guy who came Potential. in as a rugby player, right, AG? Potential. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this Indeed. this dude, I mean, think about. A six foot eight, three hundred and sixty, lean like he's mm-hmm. not a big fat. No, not he's lean rugby player, which means he's an. It, it he means he's at three sixty five. He's a specimen because he, he can he, run. If you played rugby, that means you can run all. You day. are he a dog. Be, yeah, he might have played at three forty or three three forty five, or he might have oh been that big. God. But six eight, three sixty five. This That's dude gets scary. a hold of you, man. It is lights out, and the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Are running the ball like forty times a game. Yeah, off the back of like you know, obviously they have Kelsey who's still an All Pro. He's an unbelievable yeah. player, but this guy is turning into an absolute unit, man. He's so much fun to watch. Ooh, I know exactly what you're talking about there. So yeah, I'm agreement there too for those two. And then for me in the offensive backfield for I say the league or for my picks here, block party. I'm gonna go. So first guy, if I while you were talking, just popped in my head, and I'm say he's been one of the, he's one of the very few fullbacks left in the league so i'm gonna go with the 49ers kyle you he's a guy that uh is from a blocking standpoint out of position blocker you know being that is the position but we know now teams use fullbacks and you know even use them or if they do they're more of an h-back setting um so i would say definitely kyle because he's done stuff blocking wise he takes guys head on and he does the uh, catching the ball out the backfield and run after the catch really good and he they're a guy he's a guy kind of like an alan lazard that how the Packers are using him, Kyle Uchek for uh, the 49ers, he's that same piece of player that can kind of do everything, and he's dynamic. He can run and catch, run the screen balls, but typically pick up the blitz and also help with the run game along with Kettle out there. So that would be my fullback, I say, pick the other side of the ball. And if they throw that, throw Allen in there as well for the wide receiver side, you know, teams are digging, Allen, doing those dirty, yeah, oh, doing those dirty sure. blocks, those heavy, dirty blocks that nobody wants to do. Sub guys like us, like I'll do that. I was like, hey, this is my job. I'll, I'll make sure I, that guy is never getting around the corner on me, or I'll, I'll make sure I, he never beats me on my inside. So there you go. All right. So real quick, down uh, players of the game. So I say right off the top, I say Razul Douglas again, uh, yep. being you know being in the right position, playing his, doing his job, and also being it to the point where he's getting you know. I say away with things that as we call as we talked earlier about the pass interference. He's learning those little tricks of the trade, you know, just pulling on jersey because then that momentum will pull you towards the ball and the receiver back. Just learning those little techniques, getting away with them because obviously, as we know, DBs, linemen, it's always holding. This is when the referee actually sees it to call it, you know. So he's doing his job there and being still effective and he's building his confidence. And we both talked about this guy, Kenny Clark, you know, just him just being a guy that there's a big noticeable difference when he's not on the field, Mike. So yeah, it really is. He's he's a stud, man. I, I love yeah. watching. He, I was somebody asked me who my favorite player on the Packers yesterday was, and 
it, you know, our defensively, it's it's definitely Kenny Clark is just one of those guys that you just hate playing against a guy who's got a little bit of length, a ton of speed and explosive power, and, right. and he's going to challenge you. He's not going to challenge your edge. He's going to challenge you like it's like Luther Ellis. He's going to challenge you as a man. Yeah. Like the, he's man challenging. Yeah. Like he's gonna, he's gonna every. You're gonna be on the ground every single play. I love. If you I love let him, game. right? If you don't fight back, you you you're looking at the the sky in Lambeau Field. And then Devontae Adams, he's had, he had he did one. Just a lot of between his catching, his route running, and just the enthusiasm out there you saw. But it's these these are the guys that you would want stepping up right now, um, in my opinion. And obviously, our last shout out, you already gave a big shout out to him at the start of the show. Alan Lazard just balling out. All around, you know, getting the record for Aaron, um, reaching and extending the ball, giving a hundred percent effort there. But then going and doing these, uh, you know, doing the inside blocking, interior blocking, you know, that usually it's a tight end or a tackle that's doing it, using him in that position. So for me, how is he? How is he? So ask me, answer me this. You know, Kyle yeah. Pitts from Atlanta. Right? Yes, yes. Now, I've probably watched four of their games. I've never seen him actually block somebody like a tight end. Yeah, they call him a tight end, give him all these props. Like, Alan Lazard's more of a tight end than that guy, isn't he? I, mean, <laughs> I, I you know might I mean? have to agree. I yeah. might. And the, and the way the uh, Falcon season has went. So, yeah, I think they were – that world of, like – I remember going to my first Pro Bowl, and I remember Mike St- Allstott was there. Great guy, great running back, yeah. fantastic running back. But he was listed as a fullback. And so – I remember my Pro Bowl is me and Marshall. That's how he made all those Pro Bowls. I remember exactly. That. And so it was yeah. me, Marshall, and and, and Allstott. And I remember in pregame, and not even pregame practice. <laughs> Marshall goes, "Hey, just just be aware if they put Allstott in with you at fullback, just know what you got." I'm like, "What you mean?" He's like, "He doesn't really block most of the time. He usually has the ball. He's doing what we do, Amani." He's like, "He's like, just think about it." And I'm like, "You're right. This is a liability." <laughs> With yeah. him running at fullback, I'm like, yeah. even though, because you know, when he got the ball in his hand, oh my god, he was unstoppable. But it's a difference when you got to lead up in that A gap, that B gap, that D gap, C gap on power or ISO or outside zone, and you have to hate like Will. That's why Will Henderson, you know, being that hammer for me in the front, along with what you guys did. That's that's a whole different game. So trying to get a guy to do that on for a living. Yeah, that's a thankless job, man. That <laughs> yes. is, it's a really, it is a thankless job, especially when the guy behind you is like in the same room. Like, oh, yeah, I'll take, I'll get, I'll get my fifteen hundred yards. You guys, go ahead and be a sledgehammer. Yeah, it's like so. It's like, man. Looks like we might have lost AG here. All right, well, let's go to around. Let's go to uh, around the league because I can't see him. I think AG will join us here in a second. But I think the biggest game for me yesterday is you know the Cowboys are one one game behind the Green Bay Packers. And you think the, the style in which they're winning right now, they're, they're creating a lot of team turnovers and defense. Dan Quinn is probably, you know, if he's, he's got to be assistant, assistant coach of the year. He's probably up for another head coaching job after the job he's done with the, the uh, as a DC for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, think about Diggs up there having 11, I think he has 11 picks now. And it's like, you start off the game, by trying to test the best defensive player in the league. He's going to get deep defensive player of the year. At least he should. They got Parsons who's got over 10 sacks now, I think. So if it's the first time in, Gosh, two decades or something that that you've had uh, guys on the same team that that kind of success. 
I mean, as you kind of look around the playoffs starting to build and you think about who are the real opponents that we sh- we need to worry about from a Packers standpoint, you got to obviously go right to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got AG. <laughs> so uh, AG's internet dropped off, so we'll just finish this up. But you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You certainly got, I think, the Rams, the way they're rejuvenated. And Stafford's one of those guys that if he gets hot with Cooper Cobb, now um, OBJ's playing really well for those guys. OBJ's got like more – I think he's got more touchdowns in the last four weeks than he had his entire season last year. Uh, if the San Francisco 49ers can get back in because they have a run game and run games travel, like we know very well that run games can travel. I don't think that anybody's worried about Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, I think this this last game made it probably even worse for him as far as you know how his what his future looks like in San Francisco. But for the present right now, that's a team that they can play. They get it after you from a defensive line standpoint on, on the other side of the ball. And, and really – you know, the Dallas Cowboys have a great offensive line when they're healthy. Um, even when they're not healthy, if they get just, you know, if they get Tryon and, and Zach uh, Martin, their Lyle Collins comes back. They have talent. They have talent at the skill positions. They have a great quarterback who's a leader. There's a guy that I really, really, you know, I really, really appreciate the work that Dak Prescott puts in. Um, and so when you think about and I think they travel well too, because again, they have a run game. And they have a persona. And Dak just seems like the kind of guy where it, I don't think the conditions, the weather conditions are going to bother him like it might bother some of these quarterbacks. So this is one of those situations as a Green Bay Packers fan, you just really want to make sure we shore up some of these, I think, these defensive problems that we're having. You Hopefully you're going to get back, you know, Z Smith, Debach. You get these guys back soon. Maybe get them a couple games under the belt before the playoffs hit because, you know, if you just start, you get that bye week and then you go in as, as the leader, you're feeling great. But you also don't necessarily – Bakhtiari, as good as he is, you want to give him a couple reps, live reps, in a game that means something before you get around to the playoffs. Same thing with Darius Smith. So I know I'm missing some guys there as well, uh, Jair Alexander being one of them. But if you can get all those guys back, you put yourselves in a good situation to be successful. I just think that I, – I just think that sky's the limit for this team. The last thing we need to talk about is is next week we've got the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, a little bit of a revenge game for us and a game that we need. I think the game that they need as well. Uh, I can't remember if they got knocked out or, or not. I'm not going to the player from, but I think they're still in it uh, as far as one of the fringe teams. So for that and more, please uh, check out Amon, Amon Green 30 at Instagram, at Twitter. Myself, Mike Wall 68 and pro- on Twitter and Prostitute Performer on Instagram. You can always go to our On My Block uh, Twitter page, uh, on underscore my underscore block. But honestly, if you want to get to us, just make the comments on on, uh, on our Twitters or our Instagrams. Thanks for having us. Thanks for letting us be part of your week. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Introducing the Dunkin' Run. A dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a one dollar donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.